Welcome to the Butts and Seats podcast, episode number 90. It's a tenor. It's a tenor, and in my foolishness this morning, I've decided to let Emily make the shot. By this morning, I mean it's like almost It's 11 a.m., yeah. and it's also the day that the Orioles are playing in the ALE, so like it's a celebratory day. So people have been drinking since like 9 a.m. The ALDS, but yes. But Emily has made a very large shot. Oh <laughs> yeah, brother. These are, I think, three... It's- Three it's ounce glasses. Topped with a mixer, so it's not all liquor, okay? It's a three ounce glass, Emily. You told me to make a shot, so I did. These are literally like flight glasses. This could be really nasty. Okay, well, do you have a name for it before we go? Um. It's red. Do you want to call it a wolf pack? No, I was, you know, I was hoping that they would show up tonight. I was hoping that we'd see Kevin Nash. We didn't. Um. Time to blade. Let's call this Hogan's blood, brother. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, it's thick. <laughs> Cheers. That wasn't bad at all. No. It tastes like a margarita. I mean, you basically Put made... that shit over rocks? Yeah, that's delicious. I mean, you basically made a strawberry margarita. I didn't put, like, sour mix or anything in it. No, but some people just use lime juice. I don't know how to make this a margarita. This was divine. I'm going to make this over ice. Yeah, that one's not for me, but... <laughs> I didn't finish all mine at one go either. Yeah, well, I did. It's a little lime heavy. I might have done too much lime. Yeah. But anyway, welcome to the Bust the Seats podcast. While Emily attempts to finish her drink. Nope, she's not It'll be done by the end of the show, okay? Emily, what is it we do here? Nick, we take a week-by-week look at the downfall of WCW in 2000, because it's not the late 90s anymore, and it's not slow but inevitable. It's just the downfall. It, it's not inevitable? It's just happening? It's just happening. Yeah. There, it, it's not... Inevitable implies that it's in the distant future. Like, it's gonna happen. But it, it is. It is currently happening. <laughs> yeah, this was... Um... I wouldn't say it's the worst pay-per-view we've watched. It wasn't the worst. You seem to be feeling like it is. It was so boring. Yeah. It had there was nothing going for this pay-per-view. There's not much horrendous, but there's not much good. Yeah, I struggled to find a light in this show. I had a little bit of fun, but we did also did, did watch this one separately. So I wonder how much that hampers your enjoyment cuz I don't know. I mean, I do enjoy talking about it with you while we're watching. Yeah. But this is WCW Uncensored 2000 in Miami. Miami, Florida, the in the American Airlines Arena, which is just some great alliteration. However, I was trying to find what the overall capacity for the arena is, and it's like, oh, sorry, that doesn't exist anymore. Now there's the American Airlines Center, which is in a totally different city. Oh, okay. It's kind of like how Mercedes-Benz had two different, like, Superdomes. It's almost like these companies have too much money. Yeah. Did you figure out what it is now, or, like, how many is that? It maxes out for basketball at around 19,000. Okay. I'm going to just guess, based on the big chunk of empty seats on the hard camera, that it did not reach 19,000. No. I have one source saying total people there was 5,000. And 2,500 paid. I was going to say, was it like 3,000 people? Like, wow, I was right. Damn. That's a big Yankees. And pay-per-view buy-wise, I have two different numbers. I have, I, I, I won't do prices right because they're a little bit far apart. But I have 60,000 and 47,000. Why are there two numbers? Just depending on... The, the, the sources for for these is like never clear. Like okay. it's always a little bit of an estimate. Oh. 
Yeah, it's kind of annoying. And it's like, well, if you want people to not say the wrong number, then tell us the right number. Oh, wait, you won't do that. It's almost like when you're doing taxes, when the IRS knows the right answer, but they won't tell you. And if you get it wrong, you're at fault. A little bit. <laughs> but yeah, uh, ECW last week beat both of these numbers. Yow. Of attendance and buy rate. There was somebody in the audience for the show that had a sign that said, I thought this was ECW. I get such a kick out of people with signs in the crowd that are referencing other promotions. It just like, it, it hits my giggles. I love it so much. I do kind of want to bring a uh, Taz, but I digress sign to, to Raw <laughs> next month. I forgot we're going to Raw next month. Yeah. We're doing a lot next month. God damn it. If you, th- you thought we had free time. Fuck. <laughs> well, speaking of not having free time, uh, by the time you hear this... We will have some new content up over on the Patreon. Woo! Because reasons, we're going to do WrestleMania 13. Y'all are going to love my reasoning. <laughs> we, we were watching the 97 Raws. We finally picked that back up because we haven't watched one in like months. Because free time. <laughs> and then it was like, well, in two weeks, it's WrestleMania 13. I'm like, well, we got to watch it for the podcast and you weren't deciding anything. And then there was one match that Emily decided, well, we have to review that. That's the one. And I will save that reveal. And it's not the Sid shits himself, maybe. I still We still haven't recorded that one, so I I don't think it's that match, but that's just, just become the lore. You know what? I'll reveal why we're watching that at the end of this show. Okay. So stay tuned, and I'll tell you what's going on on the Patreon later. Yes, fast forward doesn't exist. Never. We don't know her. I have a a handful of backstage notes I know you felt lacking last week. Yes, I like your backstage notes. Not for this company, but New Jack will be back in about two weeks. What the (laughs) fuck? That man should be dead. He should actually be dead. Uh, There's some rumblings of Eric Bischoff coming back. They are correct rumblings. (laughs) Are they ready to rumble? That that launches in two weeks. Yeah, so just for uh, schedule clarification... We have two Nitros after this, then WrestleMania 2000, and then Ready to Rumble. Jeez. And in one of those two Nitros, it's Reboot, right? No, after Ready to Rumble. Oh, okay. Because they, they, they actually take a week off. Oh, wow. There's a week of, we're not going to review the clip show. I don't feel the need to do that. I feel like that's such a dangerous move when your ratings are so low to take a week off and do a clip show. That's really bold. Yeah, they were just figuring their shit out. Ugh. So, you're going to see Ready to Rumble soon. Which I realized because of our end of the episode awards, best bit and worst bit could apply. To Ready to Rumble? Yeah, like what's the best bit of the movie? What's the worst bit of the movie? Oh, okay. And who's the MVP of the movie? David Arquette. I don't know anything about that movie except that David Arquette and DDP are in it. Yeah. That's it. There's a, there's a lot of wrestlers. Canyon is in it though. I do know that. Right? He's like the villain or something, isn't he? No, he was the main stunt double for the main character. Oh, he's a stunt double. He might have an appearance in it, but he's not, to my knowledge, he's not like a, like a notable character. The way that he's been on Nitro, I thought that he was like... He did another movie, I want to say. Okay. I think he did some like TV, TNT TV movie or something. Okay, because he's like Hollywood Chris Canyon or whatever. Champagne? Sorry, Champagne Canyon, you're God. right. I'm sorry. But in a questionable policy that I do see both sides of, WCW has started to cut like the weekly slash monthly pay of people who are injured and can't perform. Well, that sucks. It's, I mean, like, it's not unheard of. It's kind of shit. Yeah. It, uh, the two people who've gotten hit by that recently are Kevin Nash and DDP. It's they been- really have the gall to underpay Kevin Nash right now. That man will walk in any second. <laughs> the the two sides of it are, one, it, it runs the risk of people working hurt to not have their pay cut. I mean, yeah. But on the flip side, 
oh, my back, I can't go this week, brother. Uh, oh, so de-incentivize that, yeah. Yeah, okay. it's, it's, again, it's like, um, I see both sides. And, like, in the NFL, when you're injured, like, you still get, you know, some pay, but there is, like, you don't get, like, the game day check. I guess that makes sense. That That's why everybody wants all the guaranteed money. Uh, okay, but I'm not going to get into my NFL Yes, do not. I'm sorry. Lest we forget that Kevin Nash has a clause in his contract that he has to be the highest paid person in the company. So, so when he makes more than him, he gets a pay bump. I mean, good businessman, but God, what an asshole. And then they got more money because of fake re- fake Razor and fake Diesel. God. Other notes, Goldberg is probably out until May. Jeez. He, he's apparently like somewhat healthy, but he couldn't work out, so he lost like 30 pounds. Oh, so he's skinny Goldberg. Yeah. He's doing media for Ready to Rumble. So he's in Ready to Rumble. Yes. Okay. Like I said, a, a lot of the roster is. And there is an actor who's very clearly standing in for Eric Bischoff. Because Eric Bischoff, sometimes he turned down the role and was in bad standing with the company by that point. Oh, okay. Well, that would be fun. Bret Hart is finally accepting that he's probably going to have to retire. Oh. Yeah, like concussion symptoms are really kind of getting to him. And it's so like, that was another one that I, again, we're just spoiling at this point. Oh, his pay has already been cut, by the way. I thought that he was going to be in this show for a hot second because the thumbnail on Peacock for for Uncensored 2000 has Bret Hart in it. Yeah, it's it's just the NWO photo. For a second, I thought he was the one that was in the limo. I think it's that magazine cover that we were laughing about. Like, they're not here yeah, anymore. Yeah, maybe. But I saw that, and I'm like, and then they did the mystery limo, and I'm like, oh, it must be Brett. Nick was wrong. Just remember that the NWO hadn't formed yet three pay-per-views ago. Yeah, don't get me started. But they also feel like they've been here for too fucking long. Yeah. And finally, let's end on a note related to this show. So, Emily, if you watched this show and went to WCP.com, and you wanted to vote for Match of the Night... Sure. Let's just say you wanted to vote for the opening Cruiserweight title match. Sure. You probably wouldn't, but you could. Could. It's an option. It's a match. Well, congratulations to Hulk Hogan and Ric Flair for getting your vote. Oh. Pretty much anything you voted for. It's like, oh, let's go to them. Why? <laughs> I don't even know, man. Because WCW. <sighs> much like the action figures. I was going to say, yeah. yeah, this sounds like Jericho and the action figures. Yeah, I don't know, man. Oof, that's icky. Well, let's get into this show as much as I know you're like, eh. I don't want to. We get the opening package, which highlights Luger and Sting, Hogan, Flair, and Sid and Jarrett. Very much a triple main event kind of vibe. Did AKA, we... no main event. There was a main event. Michael Buffer came out for one of the events. And it was not the main event. Michael Buffer comes out, that's the main fucking event. Michael Buffer is the main event. Yeah. No, we missed a um, a promo on Thunder, I guess. Yeah, of Sting, not yeah. a face paint. Yeah, that I don't like that. Oh, it gives it makes me uncomfortable. I don't like seeing Sting without the face paint. Like he's a normal, he's like he's like a good looking dude, but that's not Sting. Yeah, that's, that's like that's Steve Borden. Yes, that is Steve. That's not Sting. It, 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 it's it Steve. Out. It's like he was pulled from like his day off and told to do a promo, but he's like, well, my face is usually covered. Let me just put my sunglasses on. I didn't like it. It's a mix where, I mean, he's not shrouded in mystery 97 sting. It's no. like, he's a lad who just yells, ow! Like, it, he's a guy. I think that the trade-off is he'll wear the sunglasses, so there's something. Yeah, there's like something covering his face. Yeah. I mean, I've never seen him in AEW without the face paint. Well, he's doing uh, Joker face paint now a little bit. Is he? Yeah. Ooh. Not the time or the place. I have opinions on Joker sting. Fair. Especially in TNA. I think it fits, though. I think it works. 
That said, this opening package wasn't bad. They're actually getting their act together with that. Yeah, remember like a year ago when we were like, we need a package. Now we have the total package. We have team package. Wow. So many packages. They heard us. Team package arrive. Hogan and Sid chat. It's like, oh, you can't trust them, brother. You need my help. This was weird. I've yeah. never seen these two interact. And now they're just talking like they're buddies at the water cooler. Yeah. I feel like, like... this is weird. I'm like, have they... I've never seen them talk. I'm like, have they literally ever been, like, friendly with each other since 1991? No, and that's why I was confused why, like, Hogan was like, I've got your back, brother. I'm like, who are you? I mean, to be fair, that's literally Hogan with every face on the roster right now. But, like, go like, away. Yeah, like, Kurt Hennig, Sting. Go away. Sid Justice. I mean, you know. Sid Justice? Who's that? Sorry, that's that's just WWE. We that's, don't know him. That, that's why I always said he has so many fucking names. We never call him Sid Justice. That's his, we don't. That's his name in the early 90s. Wow. The NWO arrive, and by the NWO I mean a guitar that says NWO, because that's the only fucking signage they have. It's the Yeehaws. I'm not even calling them the NWO anymore. They're the Yeehaws. I can't. They have an insurance policy for tonight, in which we see a limo arrive. I should have known when they said insurance policy that it was going to be something stupid. Yeah, I mean, we'll get there. Get the opening pyro trio of Tony Schiavone, Mark Madden, and Mike Tanay on commentary. With like a rotating door of fourth person. Yes. Which made commentary oversaturated. A little bit. There was too much going on. There's one match later on that the commentary was so distracting. I mean, that's a lot of them. No, there was one that it was really overbearing. Yeah. And we open with the Cruiserweight title match. It is The Artist with Paisley versus Psychosis with Juventud Guerrera. We haven't seen Taff Cappy in a minute. Am I wrong? Um, Maybe we just haven't watched WCW in a while, but like, I don't feel like we've seen It's a little bit of that, and the shit we saw him doing, like, he's not been the focus of. In terms of being a Cruiserweight champion, it's like, eh, Eh. it's not been a good reign so far. No. The point where I think he has a custom belt, and they, like, don't mention it at all. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't like his outfit. Yeah, he's looking like a fucking grape lollipop salesman. Yeah, it's not good. Then we get some music hitting and no one knows what's happening until Chris Candido comes out. <gasps> Chris Candido? And Aren't Emily, you just on ECW? Emily, I don't know. Well, he wasn't on the last show. I know. But Emily, I don't know if you're aware of this, but the internet rumors were true for a change. Okay. The internet rumors were true for a change. Okay. The internet rumors were true for a change. Okay, you're they doing say it something. three times in the first minute. Mark Madden says it. Mike Tanay says it. Chris Candido sits down. The first thing he says, the internet rumors were true for a change. Like, guys, you got to communicate your, your little stings. Yeah, they should have something written down. Because yeah. I'll be honest, I didn't notice. Yeah. I didn't hear it. I didn't hear any of it. All three of them within 30 seconds. And I'm like, we get it. You don't like Dave Meltzer. All the rumors are true. Yeah. This is a rag sheet, brother. Macho's not injured. A rag sheet? That's apparently what they call the dirt sheet. I don't know. Oh, okay. Yeah. And by the way, on that occasion, Macho Man was injured. Well, he, he's in that straight jacket in that soft room. Well, I mean... This is like 96. He's going too hard for those Slim Jims, brother. Hogan Lily brings out the Observer. It's like, observe this, brother. <laughs> Sounds like some shit and I then, say. And then burns it. Nice. Yeah. Match starts, you get a diving Hurricane Rana from Psychosis, and then a dive from the top to the floor, and the crowd just doesn't react. Crowd is dead for crowd this. does not give a shit. Like, or, like, the people on the floor care, and then the minute you get to the first seat going up mm-hmm. vertically, nope. No. 
Like they don't move. I'm telling you that that hard cam area, like right in the center, it's like half full through the entire show. Certain seats are yeah. empty, certain are open. Like it, it fluctuates, but it's not full. Emily, you know what they need? They need to get some butts in those seats. They sure do, brother. So on commentary, Chris Candido says that he's not going to be high flying. I'm like, I'm sure that it really excites Emily. Yeah. For a cruiserweight match, this sucked. This was so boring. Oh, I meant going forward. A new guy debuts like, I'm not going to do the cool flips. I'm yeah, going to be they, a technician. They also didn't do the cool flips in this match. The artist slows things back down. In yeah. The Sidekick and then the little like just slide on the mat taunt from the artist. Candido wonders where Sonny is and we don't really get an answer. <laughs> She'll be here eventually. I don't know how long from now. Sunny days, that one? Yep. Oh. Paisley slaps Psychosis twice on the outside, and then the artist, for lack of a better phrase, works over the hair of Psychosis. <laughs> Just keeps pulling the hair in different submission holds, and I'm like, yeah. I mean, he's got lovely hair. Aloha artist, but he regroups with a clothesline, and then we get a springboard Hurricane Rana from the corner on the top rope from Psychosis to the artist. Front falling suplex almost drops the artist right on his fucking head. He yeah, did not take that bump properly. That head smash, that was a little rough looking. Yeah. He's supposed to take that flat. Well, he, did he not. didn't. Psychosis goes up top, but it's stopped by Paisley, which prompts Hoovy to come over and kiss her. Oh, is that what happened? It happened so quick. Commentary confirms that like he comes oh. over and just kisses her super quick. She freaks out and beats the shit out of him. I was more focused on um, Taff Cappy setting up to like attack Psychosis just out of the line of sight of him. Oh, but, yeah. Like, the ref definitely saw all of that happening. Well, like, but... Well, that's in a second because yeah. Psychosis hits a diving leg drop and then he goes for the pin and gets up at like one because Paisley is too busy beating the shit out of Hoobie yeah. and missed her interference spot. So he has to like get up to yell at her despite having the pin <laughs> and he's facing the hard camera. Psychosis just kind of like gets in the corner also on the hard camera for his they finisher. It's the Paisley plant and the artist wins. And then we kids. see him after the match. He is gassed as yeah, he fuck. Is. Oh my. I mean, he is wrestling in a long sleeve shirt, which probably doesn't help, but. It's a button down, too. Like, I don't get why people wrestle on button downs. He's not the only one. Yeah. It's stupid. Don't do that. Because his character is just the color purple. So <laughs> the actual color, not, you know. Yeah, not the movie, unfortunately. <laughs> Oprah's, not, Oprah's not here. Yo, what if? <laughs> I swear at the end of this match, the crowd was booing. Was I wrong? I mean, the heel one. The heel one, but like, I don't think they cared enough to boo. I thought they were booing because it was bad. Yeah, this felt like a TV match and not a particularly good one. Candido joining the roster is like interesting to me, but I don't know why you debut him here. Yeah. In front of like literally your smallest possible audience. Yeah. Yeah, the the sooner they get the title off the artist, the better. So... As Taff Cappy and everybody is leaving the ring, they talk about how they're going to go backstage to talk to Gene with Bam Bam Bigelow. I swear to God, Tony Schiavone says, and that's how you fill some time. Yes, because they, they, they say that and then they don't cut. So then he has to say something else. I hear that line. I'm like, you said the quiet part very loudly. That's just Tony <laughs> Schiavone this year. He doesn't give a shit. Bam Bam says the wall has been making him sick. He taught the wall everything the wall knows, but not everything he knows. I missed the part where Bam Bam was the wall's mentor. Yeah, they kind of really <laughs> added this. I'm like, no, he debuted with Berlin. Berlin brought him in. This is- there is Berlin erasure <laughs> later on in the show, and I will not stand for it. I was livid. <laughs> okay, we'll get to it when that match happens. Jesus, he but was not Berlin aware. erasure is happening. I am mad. 
Next up is XS Lane and Rave. I totally I forgot not. they were called XS. They are Lenny and Lane. That is as far as no, I will go. No, it's Lenny and Lodi. Lenny and Lane is one guy. I don't care. It's Lenny and Lane. We're going with Lenny and Lane. I don't care what their fucking names are. I'm going with Lenny. They were Lenny and Lane at one point. No, I swear to God. Yes, Emily, they were. His... I know his name is Lenny Lane, but I swear they switched it and went Lenny and Lane. No, it was, Lenny, it was Lenny and Lodi. We were, we I were... know Lenny and Lodi. Well, we, we were saying because they're brothers, technically it should be Lodi Lane. It should be Lodi. But it was Lodi Idol. Stupid. Yeah. They stop changing your fucking names. I'm over it. But yeah. Lenny and Lane, the end. I don't care. It's that's Le- wrong. I don't care. <laughs> but yeah, I they're facing the screaming demons, the demon and Norman Smiley. I do like that name for a tag team. Yeah, I I was I completely forgot that they're like, oh yeah, we're called XS. Yeah, I didn't get that. I didn't get that until commentary made the joke. Yeah. Well, Miss Hancock makes the joke because yeah. she comes out before the faces even come out and goes over to commentary. Miss Hancock, would you like to sit on my lap? Like, why did you pause? Stop. Were you trying to think of something, couldn't get there, and then went, fuck it. You had a moment where you could have not been disgusting, Mark Madden, and you chose, you chose in that silence to go the disgusting route. Yeah. Dude. Lane and Idol have mics, and Lane says that she's not Rizat material. But it's also not Lane and Idol. It's Lenny and Rave. Oh, fuck. <laughs> it's not. No, it's Lane, and, it's Lane and Rave. It's none of these names. <laughs> this is so stupid. The Screaming Demons come out. I'm like, what is this Peacock dub theme they have? Because oh, it's it's, it's something with lyrics, too. It's, it's so bad. I hate that. It's so nasty. It's so bad. I hate it. The demon comes out from the stage, but then the casket's there, and Norman comes out from the casket. Once again, making the demon look like a fucking joke, like, Norman takes your cool gimmick. This is so stupid! And he's rocking the face paint again. I like screaming demon Norman Smiley. I think that's great. Just have Norman do the gimmick. Yeah, he'd be great at it. On commentary, Tony offers Stacy a tea and lemon. It's like, we don't get her anything, we have to. whole lemon... A whole ass lemon and a cup of tea. I can hate the show, man. See, what they should have done is um, what happened in the XFL the last time. At the DC Defenders game, they were serving lemonade that had a whole lemon in the bottom. And when they took the beer snake, people were chucking the lemons on the field. Oh, no. That is like a weird like DMV thing where you just serve with a, a fucking whole ass lemon in there. But it's usually cut in half. No, these were whole lemons. Yeah, that's just bad. <laughs> Norman tries to teach the demon a dance, but XS hits them. <laughs> Double underhook suplex from the demon, and then XS gets blood all over them because the demon did his blood spitting. He did the spit thing, yeah. Yeah, so it's just all over his chest. So when you do any move, it's just like you're covered in this red viscous <laughs> so liquid. Much. Norman thrusts into Lane, who takes a bump in the corner. What the fuck? <laughs> big wiggle, and then a, and then a wind up slam. Another big wiggle gets interrupted, like the actual the big wiggle, because it's two different things. It's when it he does, it, does the dance on his own, and then when he does it on somebody. Yes, those are two different things. Did you notice that the second that Norman was ever not in the ring, the crowd just stopped? Yeah, we want Norman chance. <laughs> no one gave a shit about any of the other three people in this match, unless... If Norman wasn't in the ring, nobody was cheering. Norman tags in the demon, and... Stacy then notes that she's now managing El Dandy and Silver King. I thought she hated them. What was I, the whole thing last time? I thought it was gross. I guess they did excite her groin. I'm so fucking confused. Oh, what was that? It was like Los Fabulosos? Yeah. But she seems checked out on commentary for this. Can you blame her? Yeah, big Norman chance here. Lane and Rave work over the demon. A double clothesline from Lane and Rave to the demon results in everyone going down. I'm like, oh, okay. I don't know, man. 
Hot tag Norman, but he gets tripped by, by the push over somebody on all fours. Skull crushing finale to Norman, but the demon breaks up the pin. Little bit of a schmoz, and Norman locks the Norman conquest and gets the win for the screaming demons. And would you believe it? This is where the stupid faff starts. Yeah, Lady Rays then kidnap Miss Hancock. <laughs> but like the most gentle kidnapping. Hold on, this is the most gentle kidnapping ever because they just walk down to commentary and they're like, "Miss Hancock, you need to come with us." And they just grab her by the arms and she like willingly walks halfway up the ramp. And then the screaming demons come down and they're like, "No, no, no!" And they take her and walk her back. And they're the heroes. By the way, this is not the most egregious occasion of somebody <laughs> walking somebody around the arena without against their will. <laughs> God. So yeah, screw demons. They bring her into into the ring. Like, all right, we're gonna do a big dance thing, and oh, God. she does the big wiggle on Norman, and Norman is throwing it back. He was in it. <laughs> then they make referee Billy Silverman do the big wiggle. This is where my heart started to hurt. I can't. I got worried that they were like, "Do it to Stacy." Like, no, he just does it in the yeah. air. <laughs> and, you know, he gave it socks, but this this like physically pained me. This was so lame and so cringy that I like yeah. I hurt. Big big house show vibes off Ooh. this. This was a heatless match. This was a moment where I was like, please cut away. Just please. Yeah. Norman was the only redeeming factor. And even even commentary notes like, yeah, when attractive women are out here, we're awful. Yeah. I assume that team is not going to last long giving the reboot. Which team? (laughs) I meant uh, Los Fabulosos. Oh, that was not one of the teams. that. I, yeah. Do you think the Screaming Demons are going to survive? No, but. You think Lenny and Lane and Lave and Rave and Idol and whatever the fuck, they're going to live? Ugh, I, that, I, I don't know. I think they're around for a little while. Stupid. Backstage. That, that that match made me, like, viscerally angry. I'm sorry. I hated that match so much. Wow, okay. I thought it was really nothing. No, it was so bad. Ugh, it was better than the match from uh, from Nitro with, you know, the dog. Ugh, was it? By the way, no dog on this show. So I think God. I think we're officially done with the dog. Don't say that. Well, we'll, we'll get there in a, in a little bit. Backstage, Booker and Kidman argue about their upcoming match. Elsewhere backstage, we get David Flair, Daphne, and Crowbar. David has his, his line delivery. Daphne, listen to me. Are you listening? Listen to me. <laughs> like, yeah, just let her Say fucking... Say the words. Yeah. David makes Daphne promise to stay in the back, and she does a little scouts on her. I was ready for her to like cross her me fingers too. at the end. I was waiting for the camera to pan with her fingers crossed behind her back or something. Look at adorable, though. Oh, yeah, she's... Cute as fuck. I love this little wig on her. I think it looks great. All of the women, honestly, in this show, they look fantastic. I mean, Tori's dress is a little short, but like for the time, she looks great. Stacy looks great. Daphne looks great. Paisley. Paisley looks awesome. Even Jared's <laughs> Not ladies. Great, awesome. Paisley looks great. Even Jared's ladies later on, kicking outfits. They look awesome. We then get the wall versus Bam Bam Bigelow. And then we see clips of the wall, quote, trying to get himself over. Yeah, what? You don't need to use that term here. No, you you don't get to be on like the inside. Like, <laughs> no, I, that's also very cringy when wrestlers do that. Like trying to use in language. Like, shut up. They trade shots and move from corner to corner. Scoop slam from Bam Bam, and he goes up top and hits a flying headbutt. Wall hits a big boot and then a high knee. We get a nice spinning DDT from Bigelow, and then Cactus clothesline from the wall sends both men to the floor, and they start brawling towards the stage. So I forgot to say before this match started, this is where the Berlin erasure happens. Yes, I assume to be here. Yes, it's it's when they're when the wall is walking down the ramp. Commentary is like, do you know how he got his name, the wall? It's because he's so big and so strong and no one can get past it. No, it's because he was with Berlin and he's the Berlin wall. He's the Berlin wall. 
Technically, it could be both. No! He's a wall because it's the Berlin Wall! How dare you! Do not write out Berlin like this! He was too good for you guys! And you didn't know what to do with his talent. I think he comes back as Alex Wright. Good! They don't know what to do with him. He's too good for WCW. Go somewhere else, Alexander. You don't need this. So once they're on the stage, the wall choke slams Bam Bam through the eight. Like, oh, that's the WCW.com desk. But we see the WCW.com desk later. It's not that. And so there's like computers and they try to make the computers like explode. Like they're pumping in smoke and like some sparks. Like, oh my God. I mean, they're like the giant 90s computers. Like they're going to have a little bit of like, you know, something going on when you smash them. They're massive. (laughs) But still. And this results in the ref calling for the bell. Like what? Yeah, why? So, DQ? I guess. Re- Wait, is DQ a ref stoppage? I think it's ref stoppage. Everything I saw said DQ. I would call this ref stoppage. Because Bam Bam got up. I don't was, think, like, I don't think we ever got stretcher, confirmation like, that this was a no DQ match. That's the only thing. Yeah, that's true. But then it should have been a count out. They weren't in the ring if it was a no DQ. Yeah, but they weren't counting. So I'm like, what the fuck? <sighs> yeah. We then get David Flair and Crowbar attacking the wall, which made me ask... How many times do we have to teach you this lesson, old man? They just got out of... Were they even wearing neck braces in this? Yes. Okay, I couldn't remember. You are still fresh with the memory of the injuries. <laughs> you get injured every week. I don't think you're injured if you keep being able to come back. Are you telling me it's a work, brother? I don't even know where the hell David goes during this, because David's just gone at yeah. some point. The wall and crowbar brawl to the back, and then we get Bam Bam getting stretchered out for a little bit. Yes. Then we see Crowbar peeling back some drape at the top of the stage. Sorry, on top of the set. On top of the set, like on some scaffolding. Yeah. So, it's a big reveal, Crowbar and the wall are on top of the scaffolding. It was, kind of, it was very theatrical. It was kind of funny. Yeah. But you, just, you see Crowbar like, ah. I'm here now. That being said, before this happens, this is a little tasteless to me. I mean. And I mentioned this to you last night. Yes, but New Jack's going to be back in two weeks. They don't know that at this point, though. So... If you didn't hear our ECW episode, there was a huge thing with New Jack and whoever the fuck having a match like that ended up on top of scaffolding and New Jack gets his, they fall off the scaffolding, New Jack gets his head smashed, he almost fucking dies. This, this pay-per-view is what, two weeks later? A week later. A week, a week later. There's no way that the people on this roster did not see that or hear about that. It's a small community. And they chose to have a match with a spot on top of scaffolding where people get thrown off. That's tasteless. Uh, You know, honestly, I didn't make the connection. However, um, there's a spot in two pay-per-views that you are going to hate. Yeah, probably. This is so fresh. When I mentioned it to you last night, you thought I was talking about Owen. Like, no. Yeah. This This was a week ago. Yeah. They probably know how seriously injured New Jack is. And they're like, let's I think, do it, brother. I think my like, only my only no. thing that I guess maybe I didn't connect it is that, to me, this wasn't scaffolding. This was like the pay-per-view set. I mean, it's, it's trust. It but they looks had like a landing, scaffolding. But yeah, I didn't. It's the same imagery. I didn't make the connection. And I mean, the, the whole thing recently has been the wall throwing crowbars through more I mean, and more tables and yes. surfaces. And you're correct there. So this does make sense linearly with the story. But yeah. with what happened literally one week ago... This is gross. We could have done something else. I kind of liked the spot. I did. Okay, see, yeah. I did too. I'm not going to be that bitch. Like, I liked the spot. It looked yeah. awesome. But. Yeah, so the wall choke slams Crowbar through the stage. And then he laughs and they're like, what a sick fuck. Like, Everything I just said aside, it was a really cool spot. Okay? Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's part of the thing is that. 
crowbar takes the bump properly. Yes. So, he doesn't get his head squished. Yeah. So it's not one of those where it happens and I'm like, oh my God, how could, like, what were they thinking doing that so close? Like, no, the crowbar's a professional. But they still shouldn't have done it. Yeah. They should not have done it. I was actually kind of surprised they did, like, the full choke slam and mm-hmm. not the Undertaker Rikishi choke push. Yeah. No, they did the full, full yeah. thing. It looked really cool. And because no one was hurt, it's awesome. Yeah, so the wall laughs as... Did you, did you catch the crowd chant? No. Jump, jump, jump. No. I was like, Jesus. Oh, God. The man's dead. Yikes. And in our unintentional, hilarious spot of the night, Crowbar gets stretchered out, but the legs on the stretcher don't work. Okay, so I'm they're wheeling him out too. six inches off the ground. Everybody's hunched over pushing him. I'm glad you found that funny, too, because the floor height stretcher was just such a joke. And commentary's like, you know, they, they put on the Owen voice, like, this is a tragedy, like... So you acknowledge that it shouldn't have happened because of the tragedy that happened a week ago. Well, okay. no, it, it, they're trying to sell the seriousness of the wall going too far. But wait, where was David for I this? Digress. David appears when he's getting stretchered out, but I'm like, you just I think vanished. he went with Bam Bam. I think I'm... we can write that he went with Bam Bam. Okay, I'll, I'll accept that. Yeah. But they were brawling after... Like, yeah, as Bam Bam was getting stretched, I don't know. This was basically a rinse and repeat of Monday in terms of the match and segment, but with yes. a cooler spot. Yes. The the bump here looked a lot more severe than the... I know you liked it, but the choke slam threw David on the I table. it looked so cool. Yeah, just the way the table broke, kind of just like... Uh, it, I'm willing to yeah. write that off. The show tries to move on, and we'll kind of get back and forth on that. Mean Gene interviews Brian Nobbs. Nobbs dedicates his hardcore match to Crowbar and Bam Bam. He, he kind of goes into that promo of, like, I will avenge them. Yeah. Like, you're a lot facing of three count. Three count didn't do anything. Yeah. You're going to avenge them against three count? Come on now. That's our next match. We get three count versus Brian Nobbs in a hardcore gauntlet match. So before this match starts, there are two things that I want to acknowledge. One, Evan Courageous is ripped. Yeah. Holy. Oh my God. Yeah. When he was coming out, I don't know what it was, but yeah. <sighs> shredded i got a little heated it was like oh my god Evan. two is your other one shane helms wearing a mask here comes the hurricane <laughs> that'll never get over brother he's coming up with a mask because his nose is broken yeah but it's he, this is the hurricane i know is it's, born. it's like wait a minute the hurricane is born and it's amazing Ugh. yeah Nob, those are my two notes yeah. continue <laughs> Nobs interrupts recount before they can do their performance and commentary has been like totally fine and then it's like well, I don't know how we can be expected to focus given what's just happened. It's like, did someone get in your ear and go, no, you need to sell how serious that yeah, was. Definitely. It's like, you've already moved on. Like, Yeah, you are you were over it like 30 seconds after it happened. Well, Nobs' music hits and, and he comes out and my theory is he shoot forgot his, his, thing, his thing of weapons. Because he goes back, he goes backstage, and he's running. He's like, "Oh fuck!" Oh shit! I had a problem. Like he looks around, like, "Oh, I need to go get the cart." Because he comes out, and like, there's some like PA wheeling the cart with him. He's like, "No, no, no!" I called this um, Brian's trusty cart of bonks. <laughs> yes. Nobs throws weapons in the ring, which just gives three count weapons, you idiot. Yeah, he just like he armed them. <laughs> yeah, it's not like he's throwing the weapons at them. He's just throwing them in the ring. <laughs> Which results in a diving broom shot from the top rope to start. The broom shot. There's lots of bonking to start, except so not to Helms. Much. They did take care of him in this match in terms of the broken nose. Yes. 
these cans that they're using get absolutely flattened. They are aluminum foil. Yeah. These things are so nothing flimsy. Like, they are paper thin. Big vibes of the one scene from, from The Wrestler where they're That's in the dollar I store. About. I think about that every time with the cookie sheets. Yeah. Pity City to Evan Courageous and then one to Helms, but the mask <gasps> makes it have no effect. Mask. Oh, I loved that spot. I thought that was great. Has no effect, much like using Earthquake on a Heatran holding an air balloon because it's an extra item that has been applied. Are you proud? Yeah. After a chair shot, Nobbs gets thrown into a ladder and Helms hits a flailing splash from the ladder. It was not, <laughs> was not graceful. Evan Courageous hits a corkscrew splash from the ladder and then Shannon Moore goes for a swanton bomb. He makes full contact. Commentary's like, oh, he missed. And Nobbs oh. kind of like rolls over to the ring like he missed. And I'm like, what the fuck? Oh, I missed that. Yeah. Well, so did more, apparently. Clearly. doesn't matter what you saw. doesn't matter if he did not miss. Three Count goes to do their, their pose kind of dance, and Nobbs grabs a fire extinguisher and sprays all three men. <laughs> They've been extinguished. Nobbs lays a chair on Helms' face and hits it with a broom for the first pin. So yeah, as we didn't mention, the gauntlet match, he has to pin all three members of Three Count. And they just have to pin him. Yes. Nobbs' music hits because WCW... <laughs> I think they forgot what the match was. It doesn't hit. It, it, there's a second pin. Does not play after that. That's why I'm thinking they forgot what the match was. Now I want you to remember that a chair got laid on Helms's face and then it got hit. Okay. Just keep that in mind for later. Okay. Nobbs then grabs a table and Tony on commentary uses the phrase, "Ah, the hidden table gimmick." <laughs> and Mike today goes, "What do you mean gimmick?" You were paying attention to commentary more than I was. Man, I really need to tune back into commentary. And then, like Mark Madden showed up and I just forgot they were there. I just, I need to get back. Yes, yeah, so the table gets set up on the floor and Evan Courageous gets powerbombed from the ring through the table on the floor. Rough. Yeah, it, he did, like, he took it to, like, bendy and it looked like it's almost like his knee was going to hit him in the face. Mm. Evan Courageous then gets pinned, so number two. Shane Helms then interferes and commentary goes upset. I'm like, but it's no DQ, so... Like, can we really be that mad? Yeah, it's like one of those where somebody gets eliminated from the Royal Rumble and then comes back in to eliminate somebody. It's like, it is annoying, but like... It's legal. Yeah. Yeah. Nobs then sets up a table in the ring, but there's so much crap in there, it's hard to like, find the space. Nobs then picks up Shannon Moore and Helms hits a dropkick from the corner, which results in them... I think they're supposed to go through the table, but they just kind of tumble over the table. <laughs> More than pins Knobs, but Knobs gets his foot on the rope. Nick Patrick, like a professional, does not call for the bell, but the bell already bell rings. rings anyway, yeah. I think that was meant to be a spot because, I think so. yeah, it was one of those where I'll write that one as like, yeah, built in. Nick Patrick's like, no, oh, keep, keep it going. What are we doing? I said I did look where I'm like, okay, is this Nick Patrick fucking up or no? no. Consummate professional. Nick yeah, because three count go to celebrate, so Knobs attacks them. Yeah. He throws a ladder onto Evan Courageous's arm on the floor. Like, it only hits his, like, elbow. I'm like, fuck. Yeah, that was another one that was, like, shoot pain. Moore then offers the hardcore title to Nobbs, but Nobbs kicks it into his face and then hits a diving trash can splash onto Moore for the pin. So your new hardcore champion, Brian Nobbs. See, that makes sense. And we never see him again. No. We don't. He's, he's on Thunder, Thunder and House shows until April. Wow. We don't see Brian Nobbs again. Why? Just one of those things. They didn't have a use for him after the after the reboot. Wow. That I did not expect that one. That's shocking. Yeah. Wow. Uh thoughts on the match and then we'll talk about Brian Nobbs a little bit. Match was fine. I thought yeah, there's a fun little brawl. There were some good spots and Nobbs working his ass off to beat three men kind of makes you go, hardcore title like yeah. has some importance at least to Brian Nobbs. So And they, they kind of write three count as like these easy, you know 
poppy boys that can't really do much. But all three of these wrestlers are like they can stand on their own. They're they're good. They're good wrestlers. Yeah, it's <laughs> their gimmick makes them seem weaker than they are. But like, no, all three of these guys have a career. Yeah, it, it's one of those things where like it's the reverse Miz problem of we're told to not take them seriously, and then they wrestle, and it's like. Oh, like, they'll win matches and be good. Yeah. But it was The Miz where it's like, we're told he's such a big deal and he loses, like, every match. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, that's that's it for us with Brian Knobs. Wow. I, I looked, he wrestles the dog on a Thunder taping coming oh, up. Oh, so there is a dog again. But on Thunder, not yeah. for us. But yeah, yeah, he has two more Thunder tapings and a Saturday night, and then it's just live shows. Wow. Brian Knobs is a weird one for us because he is. for a while we were like, fucking Brian Knobs is here. And I don't know, he just... He got put more into his element. Yeah. And it's like, oh, I can kind of enjoy him now. He was a really nothing person. I remember him in the um, in the junkyard brawl and us being kind of... Did he debut there? Yeah. And I kept losing track of like where he was and who he was. And finally, I think it was when he got paired up with Finley. When they started doing like the army boot camp stuff was when he started like really getting into his element. Yeah, and even then, some of that was, like, it was so weird and bizarre and almost yeah. contradictory that we got, a, like, a laugh out of it or, yeah. like, it was, like, he, fun He to was talk no about longer him. forgettable. He was, like, a stand-on character. Yeah. I'm shocked. It really seemed like they were finding w- what to do with him. Yeah, and he does not go to WWE, so if you want to see Brian Knobs, Emily, you're going to have to have us do Hogan Knows Best on the Patreon. Brian Knobs is on Hogan Knows Best? Yes. Why? <laughs> He's, like, the fun uncle. What? <laughs> Wait, I thought you knew this. But, uh, no. <laughs> I watched Brooke Knows Best. He's on Hogan Knows Best. He also goes to TNA when Hogan takes over as one of like the chief examples of Hogan bringing in his boys. Is Knobs one of Hogan's boys? Oh, 100%. Are they buddies? Yeah. I had no idea. That's why he's on Hogan Knows Best. Don't think they're the friends. That's why he still has a job. Wow. Yeah. I, wow, okay. So it sounds like we might be seeing I think we're watching Hogan Knows Best. we got to finish Legends House first. Yeah, we still have one more episode of that. I don't know. I watched Brooke Knows Best in the heyday, and I think that's a better show to watch. You didn't even see Hogan Knows Best. I, well, I liked Brooke. Backstage, we get Mean Gene with Harlem Heat 2000. My God. CD cuts a weird promo here where it looks like he's looking above the camera to read something. But what he says, I'm like, there's no way you read that. I didn't notice his eyeline because yeah, yeah this was such. He's a not looking promo. at the camera. He's looking just off the camera. I don't know. My God, these are big men. Every time I see them, yeah. they're like, they're huge. Big T then shouts, but not fun like Sid. They're just yelling. It's just yelling. He looks sleepy. Maybe he's trying to wake himself up. He needs his gym jams from the other week. <laughs> Gotta go night night. Gotta go sleep sleep. Elsewhere backstage, the limo is still here. Which I never really thought about this until this show. You're just wasting money. Just sitting in the limo? Yeah. They got money to spare, brother. Or is it one of those where it's like, all right, there's a minimum three-hour window, so. Oh, maybe. Might as well use it. Oh, boy. Somewhere in the arena. So. Oh, Vampiro cuts a promo like a 13-year-old boy who just watched Joker for the first time. But it also, like, came off as, like, therapy? (laughs) I think about violence. Like, what the fuck? I am going to play this promo because the, it's not the content that's the problem. It's the delivery. Every day I see things and it, it just horrifies me. And, and sometimes when I, I see all these things and, and, and bad people, and it just starts to make me think about things and, and I, I get ashamed. And because I just think about really bad things and, and doing really violent, mean things. And, and 
Then I got Fit Finley coming into my face and telling me that I, I got no respect and no responsibility and he's just got to he's got to keep pushing the buttons and, and you know Fit uh, you make me think about doing real bad things and being a bad person and that's not who I want to be and all I got to say about the whole thing is is this the calm before the storm or is it just a moment of silence for all you sinners like Finley makes me think about doing bad things. It's so well, thirteen year old boy in therapy because he watched Joker too many times as his mother got concerned. Yeah. Is it just me or is everything getting crazier out there? I busted out <laughs> laughing when the line is supposed to be like, God, Finley, you make me sick. It's like, oh, God, Finley, you make me sick. It's like He was trying oh. to be broody. Yeah, it's it's not working. This was so out of place for the show too. This <laughs> yeah, was wild. He's an awful promo. He's so bad. Like I I gave him shit on the last episode. I'm like, this is worse. This okay, so this is the point in the show where I like had to stop and be like, what the fuck am I watching? Because this show is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. This is bad. But but hey, two of your boys are up next, so you know, it's a chance. Hey. <laughs> it's Booker and Kidman with Tori Wilson versus Stevie Ray and Biggs with Cash, new name, and Jay Biggs. Why did we just so quickly give up on 4x4? He hasn't been 4x4 in months. But what was he between that? He was Cassius. Remember when Stevie no. had to like remember the name? So maybe it was Cash the whole time and Stevie maybe. forgot. Maybe. Jay Biggs on commentary for this. We get a sidekick from Booker early. Kidman tags in and gets caught with a power slam. Pop-up draw kick from Kidman and Big T falls like a fucking rock. Oh my god. They, you know how WWE loves to do those like spots where the, the ring breaks because of the strength of the wrestlers? Yeah. This could have been that. But like for real. Harlem sidekick to both men and a scissor kick to Cash who just no-sells it. Like yeah. he leans in the ring to like do something and Booker hits like, you know, one of his kind of finishers and Cash just kind of like stands up like, no, I'm fine. Yeah. Something tells me he's not a good wrestler. But Booker and Kidman are just wrestling circles around these guys. And I think it's the juxtaposition of Harlem Heat being so bad yeah. that makes Booker and Kidman look unbelievable in this match. Unbelievable. They look amazing in this match. Like I'm not gonna lie, I and, really enjoyed this match. And yet somehow they managed to make Stevie Ray look okay and Big T not. It's the juxtaposition. You're so bad that you're making the okay guy look amazing. Kidman tags in behind the ref's back and, and gets hit mid-dive by Stevie Ray because Booker got distracted by Cash. Referee did not see the tag happen, but we're ignoring that, unlike last week. Yeah, it's fine, I guess. Like, that's the only reason why I'm, I I get a little annoyed. I'm like, this was a whole thing last week, and then this week, you're like, no, it's fine. Oh, he's at the ring? Yeah, whatever. My shot is officially gone. Harlem Heat work over Kidman, including a double bicycle kick. It's like, oh, now Stevie taught the move to Big T. <laughs> Tori distracts the ref from Kidman getting pinned in like a weird like, oh yeah, Tori's here. But she's there in a useful manner. She's not just eye candy. She's actually oh, doing something. Yeah, it was a useful spot, but it was like the yes. only thing she did during this match. Like, but she yeah. wasn't just boobs and legs. She was actually doing something. I like when the valets do something. Yeah. Cash pulls Kidman out of the ring and Big T has a plan that I don't believe was ever going to work. <laughs> so... Cash is holding Kidman. Mm -hmm. Big T hops over the ring, the, over the barricade into the crowd, goes <laughs> goes a couple steps behind, and then is like, I'm going to run and, and dive fly. over the barricade. 
This was reminiscent of the scene in Toy Story where Buzz I was thinks say, that he can fly. The man did not fly. He was falling. I mean, do you want to even call it with style? No. He was just bonk. Yeah. Because he almost clears it at the very end, doesn't. He doesn't touch Kidman. No, not at all. Kidman still sells. Like, all right, well. Kidman's a professional. <laughs> that was so fucking lame. Yeah, but he just like he's like, all right, I'm running. I'm gonna I'm gonna make it. I'm I gonna can make do it, it, brother. I really enjoyed this match. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. Like this was a really fun match for me. It gave me a little bit of life, but that was just so. So Kidman gets kicked off the apron, and maybe it's from that. But Big T is too gassed to even do cheating interference spots. Like no, I just twerk him over the so ring. I like, can't, brother. Whatever. <laughs> well, it's a lot of movement. Yeah. These are these are big guys. Spinebuster from Big T and Booker breaks up the pin. Kidman faction and Kidman manages to make the hot tag to Booker. Bookend to Big T and then to Stevie. And then we get a double Alabama slam type move from Harlem Heat. But Kidman breaks up the pin. On the floor, Kidman pushes Cash into Stevie, which takes out both men. And in the ring, Big T is going for a suplex on Booker. Kidman goes to the top, hits like a diving sunset flip. T doesn't go down, so Booker hits a Harlem sidekick. And Kidman pins T in a nice little spot of teamwork. I loved it. Yeah. I thought that was a great finisher. Yeah, especially with the story they're telling. It's like, no, this was a team effort for you guys yes. to win. And they hug and there's no dissension and everything's great. Yeah. I like this more than I thought I would going in. <laughs> I really loved this match. I'm like, is it because Kidman and Booker are both super talented? Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> That's exactly why. They're great, and they work well as a team, and this was just fun and silly. And yeah, I I worry about seeing, like, Harlem Heat versus... Oh, God, Harlem Heat versus the Harris Brothers. Oh. Oh, that's a cursed match. I'm gonna go... That's a pee break match. I'm not gonna watch that. That said, I want Booker and Kevin to both be doing singles things, so... Hopefully, Booker beating Harlem Heat here means, like, all right, let's move on. Hopefully. Yeah. We'll see. You then get a recap of Bam Bam and Crowbar both getting killed by the wall. And then we go to Finley versus Vampiro in a Falls Count Anywhere match, which gets a video package. Like, what? Yeah, why? this did not warrant a video package, I don't think. They didn't have enough of a feud to recap. Yeah. Vampiro comes out, and he doesn't know what to do with his arms. Did you notice this? No, I didn't. He's walking out of the ring, and he's just... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I. You want to try to express what I'm doing? Nick's just, like Nick is T posing, <laughs> or T with like with like the arm with like the, oh, the elbows fully bent. Is it's, that not T posing? No, T pose is straight out. Oh, okay. Well, I'm not hip with the kids. I don't know. Yeah, but he just like he well, he can't put his arms down, but he can't put them all the way up either, and he doesn't really move them. So he's just like gremlin walking like. Yeah. Wah, wah, wah. He gets on the top rope and does like a little like charge up spot, and then hops into the ring and goes right back to the little. <laughs> Like, gremlin pose. Gremlin. We should be noted, both of these men are in casts, as was Brian Knobs earlier. I, these, these casts mean nothing. Finley starts on offense, but Vampiro hits a spin kick and then a diving spin kick. Then a bunch of uninteresting offense from Vampiro. Like, he hit his quota. Uh No, 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 I'm not gonna be cool. They both showed pretty good, like, technical skill in this, but it was kind of a messy match. I don't know. I'm just kind of waiting for them to leave the ring. It's false count anywhere. I'm like, all right, well, clearly you're gonna go do something. Yeah. Yeah. And they do. Oh, they do. Rolling hills to Vampiro, and then Finley grabs a chair. A padded chair. Yeah. With a, like, four-inch thick pad. Yeah. Finley lays it on Vampiro's face, but Charles Robinson is like, no, this is going too far, and takes the chair away. Number one of four. Yes. Of four? 
It's a Falls Count Anywhere match, yes. so it's no DQ. Okay, but it's Charles Robinson's spot to, like, make sure that they don't kill each other. Two, Brian Nobbs did this two matches ago. With the padded chair? With, no, with a real chair. So it would have been worse. No, like, with a, okay. There's a difference between a gimmick chair and one of these, like, padded chairs. My point being, number three. Charles Robinson knows the difference. It's fucking padded. It's stronger. It's bigger. It's real. You're wrong. Number four, Vampiro kicks the chair at one point, and the pad goes flying off. Oh, I didn't notice that. But you're wrong for that. He was getting a face full of foam. It's a thicker, real chair. The chair that Brian Nobbs used was a gimmicked, well, shitty little chair. First off, they're all actual chairs. They're just lighter weight. The chair that we have in our room here. I would rather take that on the face than a real one that people are paying thousands of dollars to sit in, because that's going to be more heavy duty. Two, well, he wasn't swinging it. He set it up on the face to like hit some sort of like diving move. But you, again, you were going to get a bunch of foam pushed into your face. It's not like it, it's not like styrofoam. It's it's like I don't understand. Like no, it's it's like heavy duty. It's a padded chair though. You're not taking it like feathers on the face though. It's not like you're getting hit with a pillow. Anyway, let's move on. Mark, You're wrong. Mark Madden notes that both these men will be lumberjacks, and they think basically implying that might cause shenanigans later. It doesn't. It does not. I think I thought he mentioned it to be like, oh, these men are going to get gassed, and they're not going to mm. be able to be good lumberjacks. Yeah, maybe later. that's too. They brawl around ringside, and Vampiro gets vaulted into the crowd. They then walk up the stairs together, just oh, like you this. know, grab him by the head. Okay, I hated this. Yeah, I hated this so much. And did it feel like there were a lot more stairs than a normal arena? Yeah, because I think they went into like they went up the regular stairs, they went into the concourse, and they went up more stairs into like the private box area. Yeah, so and, it was way too many fucking stairs. And no one's taking a, a Samoa Joe bump here. No, but this was just like a whole bunch of weebs trying to get their minute on TV and be like, "Look, mom, I'm on pay per view." No one cared about what was going on. They head into the bathroom and almost go into the women's one. They do. They start in the women's bathroom and then they go into the men's bathroom. Well, they, they, they it's like a split second and I think, yeah. But yeah, they're just they're just walking. They're just it's, walking. It, they're not even brawling. Can't even call this a walk and brawl. It's just a walk. They go into the men's room and Mark Madden tries to make a urinal urinagi joke, but he just doesn't have it. <laughs> it's there. There's something there. Yeah, there's there. something there, but he does not stick the landing. <laughs> so Vampiro goes into a stall and climbs up it to like hit a dive. But then Finley throws a trash can at him. Uh, Vampiro does not get swirly. No, and that's what was promised. If we think back on the promo from last Nitro, when Finley was like, I'm going to pin you in this bathroom stall. This was, the, the prophecy foretold this. Yeah, and I don't know who it was, but when Vampiro was climbing and diving, there's somebody who clues with production yelling, go, 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 go. Oh, I didn't hear that. Yeah, I'm like, what? I, I, uh... They were on a timeline, man. They then leave the bathroom. Like, I assume the finish was going to happen there. They go outside and everything is red. Yeah, it's whatever was going on in that private box. Yeah, and like, or like on the concourse too. Yeah. Like, because in the arena, it's lit properly. So even like a white balance thing doesn't make the no, most sense. No, it's not white balance. They definitely have like colored lights or something. Maybe specifically for this match to like give it some ambiance, but. Yeah, or just the red lights are like, the wrestlers will be here. Move. So my exact note is, they go outside and everything is red. Never mind, they come back. <laughs> they s- slowly brawl on the concourse. The fans then start pushing each other, like, and security. Like, somebody gets knocked over. Yeah. And we get a really lame-looking nail in the coffin from Vampiro as a girl just photobombs the pin. 
Then everyone swarms the two of them like a fucking zombie movie. This is the problem with doing stuff in the crowd. Like, you want this to be a, a like a TV moment, but you can't control the people around you. Yeah, you need you security enough, to properly. You don't have crowd control. Yeah. I thought this match sucked. Oh, it was awful. They had the one bathroom spot and had no so other boring. plans. Yeah. I, I hate crowd spots. It's too chaotic. You can't actually have a good match. You can't do real spots. The crowd just gets too... It, it's too much. Yeah, like, there, there is a certain... I mean, it's usually kind of un, uninteresting. Like, you need to have a, something fun planned, and you just Yeah, didn't. yeah, they just they were just walking. And Emily, additionally, we get one more Finley match tomorrow, and then Finley's gone. See, that doesn't surprise me. If, if Nobbs is gone, Finley's well, gone. Well, Finley actually is around way longer, because he wrestles on, like, that German pay-per-view in November, but oh. they, they just don't use him. I mean, his whole story was around, like, his partnership with Nobbs for a long time. Yeah. So if Brian Nobbs is gone, what's Finley going to do? Yeah, we, we'll see him tomorrow night, but I think it's not much of a real match. Yeah. Backstage, the NWO are there. No, they're not. It's literally it. Just, they're there. It's not the NWO. We didn't get Gene with the Mamelukes. What'd you call oh! me? Hey, hey, I'm a paisan. <laughs> It's not much a note from this promo. Except. Johnny the Bull pulling a Robert De Niro face. No. There is a point where Gene like misspeaks just a little bit when he's asking the Mamelukes about their match with the Harris brothers. He calls, oh. He calls the Harris brothers the Harris buddies. And I that's that's who they are now. They're the Harris buddies. You just don't want to admit they're twins. They're buddies. They're besties. <laughs> they're roommates. They have matching tattoos. <laughs> We didn't get the Harris Buddies versus the Mamelukes with this <laughs> That's how I wrote it in my, in my notes. For the WCW Tag Team titles. During his entrance, Johnny the Bull does does the big jump to the corner. You know, I can do it. I'm cool. <laughs> Don't forget about me. Pre-match, Vito kisses Nick Patrick on both cheeks and okay. commentary's like, did he kiss him on the lips? No. And Tony's like, I'm just going to move on. No. Stop being homophobic. Disco joins commentary. Be honest, I don't have a lot for this match. Oh my god, I didn't. You know, when I said that it was a revolving door for the fourth on commentary, I did not realize that it was almost every match. Yeah, Vito starts up tempo and then tags in Johnny the Bull, and things get a little sloppy. This you match is it? clunky as hell. Hits a nice power slam. We get a sneaky low blow from Ron, and Don baits Johnny the Bull to get in the ring and kind of trips on 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 his big leap. This match had that spot like five times. Yeah. The distract, you know, bait the other person to come in to distract the ref. Yeah. And then do cheating spots. And do nothing. We get an H-bomb from the Mamelukes, and, but Don kicks out like it's nothing. Like, it's not truly like, like, like a big spot. No, not at all. Johnny the Bull gets worked over until a double clothesline and both men are down. Vito gets the hot tag, but gets no reaction. So was it even hot? Yeah. It was pretty lukewarm. <laughs> Got to bring out the Attitude Era podcast, uh, uh, Nando's Sauce Meter. Ooh, this was like a, a chili lime. There was like a little bit of a spice, but mostly, There was no spice. Mostly nothing. This was, this was you order your Nando's and it's like... I, they forgot the sauce. Yeah, where's the sauce? <laughs> we should order Nando's. Mama Luke's hit a pseudo heart attack. And then the Harris Brothers hit a double flapjack and then a double pancake. Which commentary calls the H-bomb, and Disco's like, it's not. It's not, That's though. not the finisher. It's not the H-bomb. Know your fucking moves. It's not. <laughs> like, you know what? Thank you, Disco. Professional. Disco comes in and hits Ron with the title belt, but he just kicks out. And I'm like, oh, that's usually a protected spot. But yeah, and then Disco goes back to commentary. He's like, we got him, boys. And yeah. commentary's like, no, you didn't. The, the match is still going. <laughs> Don then hits all three of the Mamelukes with, with the title belt, followed by an H-bomb on Vito. 
And the Harris Buddies get the pin. Go Buddies! Oh no, the NWO has more titles. They don't even focus on that. Not at all. I'm just so happy that the Buddies are having fun. Yeah, it, it's heels versus pseudo-heels, and the crowd opted to not really root for either. Yeah. The match itself never left first gear. No, it was it was pretty lame. That's a filler match. Which is a bummer, because we like the Mamelukes. I love the Mamelukes, and I'm afraid that they're going to get written off soon. I know they split up at some point. And... No, I don't want them split up. I want them as a tag team. Mm. Anyway. The limo's still standing there menacingly. Yeah. We then get Finley, who has demanded some interview time. Yeah, this was weird. It's, I liked it. But yeah, it was, it was basically, all right, Vampiro, you earn my respect. Which, yeah, I beat respect into Vampiro and I got respect back. It was part of this. It's like, okay, this is why they're not brawling during the cast match. Yeah. We then get Gene with Team Package. Package. Luger says he's going to beat Sting's brains in. Oh. And uh, once again, Ric Flair starts way too fired up. Screaming. The man has found his, his uh, cocaine stash. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah, he really has. And then he starts doing like a team package chant that like, no, that doesn't work. From one Sunday to the next, we get a Texas bull rope match of a Rhodes versus Terry Funk. But this time it's Dustin Rhodes. I did kind of appreciate the recap package for this because this is a long one that was just kind of stupid and I didn't really follow. So I appreciated getting like the recap of like, why do I care? It keeps seeming like they're like waiting for Dusty to come in, but it also yeah. seems like they have no plans to rehire Dusty. Right. Right. But I did like Dust Dustin with Gene being like, this is your retirement match, but you don't get to watch it. Like, who watches their own retirement match in real time? What was he going for? Or he, he said something like, I'll let you watch me split you open or something. Like, what? What? Yeah. I, Which, yeah. Dustin Rhodes, not a great promo. No. Oh, this match. And then he comes out, and his bright red gear kind of takes away from the dark cowboy look you're going for. Yeah. Funk comes out with the chicken and insults Dusty. And then some. he has somebody in a chicken suit come out. <sighs> we never see who this is. I thought it was going to, like, be something. This was really stupid. Because the whole thing is like, I've got your baby brother. It's a chicken. But he's got the raw chicken on his hand. And Obligatory. Then man... Finish the story. <laughs> and then this man runs out in the fucking chicken suit. And I'm like... What are you going for here, man? Which one? They they do reference the San Diego chicken, which I still don't understand don't the San it. Diego chicken, but I know it's a thing. This felt this was stupid. I didn't there was no yeah. need for this chicken man. Well, to add to it, Dustin ignores him and then is like, "Well, it's been 14 seconds, so that's enough of that." And then chases him around ringside. Yeah, like, what? why? Yeah. What do what beef do you have against this chicken man? Why are you chasing him? Funk punches Rhodes with the chicken to start the match. With the raw chicken. Yeah. Now, the, the man chicken is gone. The raw chicken is at play. For now. For now. Stupid. Funk whips Dustin with the rope and the cowbell. And, like, once again, like, we're not treating the cowbell like, oh, fuck, this is, like, the be-all, end-all. No, it's just no, a thing. it's just there. I think the problem is the first one of these matches I ever saw, God, this is a weird match to say out loud. It's, like, 2007. They did Dusty Rhodes versus Randy Orton. Ooh. <laughs> in a Texas bull rope match. And the finish is, like... Orton hits him with the cowbell and like, oh my fucking god. Oh. It's like, yeah, for like for one few, they brought back legend killer Randy Orton. I am Orton until, in my head. Until they until twenty twenty happened and he sent everybody to AEW. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen it? It's like it's like five people now. He took no. out of Yeah, it's uh Matt Hardy, Mark Henry, Big Show, Edge, and Christian. Damn. He took them all out in twenty twenty and they're all in AEW. 
Christian telling Edge to go fuck himself got a really big pop out of me. Yeah. I really loved that. It's like, oh, shit. He hasn't come up yet in, in, in real time, but once again, Edge does not know his father. <laughs> I never knew my father. Funk hits a neck breaker and then hits Dustin with the cowbell some more. Blow blow from Dustin, then we get that whiplash rope pull from Rhodes. Funk turns to spaghetti in the ropes as Dustin hits more cowbell shots. Spaghetti man. Rhodes finally puts the rope on both men. Like, they've just finally. been kind of using it. We're like a quarter of the way through the match, and they're like, oh yeah, these should be attached to each other. Like, what? DDT from Rhodes, and then a back suplex throw. Kind of a unique move. Rhodes clocks the chi- The chicken man comes back out. It's like, Gus Fring is here. I hate the chicken man. This this undercut, like, so much of this pay-per-view already for me. Like, this is already a stupid pay-per-view in my head. This made it worse. Yeah, he clo- Rhodes clocks the, the chicken twice. And no, then you know what makes it worse? The commentary is super focused on it. The sound effects. Oh, yeah, Jesus. There are chicken sound effects whenever this guy gets hit or does, like, moves a toe. He's like, on screen. They put sound effects over him. And then commentary is like, are they putting chicken sound effects? I'm, I'm wondering if it was, like, part of the costume or something. I don't know, man. I don't think they're overlaying them. I don't, think I they, don't know. I don't know. I don't know that they know how to do that. The sound effects really ruined it yeah. for me. I was like, this is absolutely terrible. Get a low blow from Funk with the cowbell. And then Terry Funk grabs a mic and goes, I'm changing the rules. It's now an I quit match. And the ref is like, you can't do that. <laughs> so Terry Funk clocks him. Funk hits Dustin repeatedly with the bell until Dustin quits. But the referee's like, that's Terry, that's not the match. match. (laughs) Terry, it's not an I quit match. Which, hey, a referee enforcing the advertised rules. What a concept. Charles Robinson can never. Remember that. Dustin then hits a few cowbell shots and a pile driver on the cowbell and pins Terry Funk. Then Dustin keeps beating on Funk until Funk regroups and it's like, well, who's the real winner, brother? Nobody. I'm honestly kind of shocked there's no blood in this. Yeah. I was expecting the blood. This was not particularly good. No, it was really bad, and the chicken suit made it even worse. It was mid-tier at best, and then the chicken took it down to, like, I don't know, the tier system. The worst one. <laughs> yeah. This feud was not particularly hot going in. So I left feeling even colder. Yeah, it was not good. God, like, I hate that chicken Like, suit. if... if I stand by, if Dustin Rose had just won, this match would have been better. Doing the weird... Continue the brawl afterwards, just like... Yeah. We I don't know. It wouldn't have been much better. I don't know. It just, it left it on even a more sour note of like, oh, this was pointless. Yeah, well. Don't worry, Nick. If you call in, you can get a free Outsiders t-shirt. Yeah. And we're not bringing uh, Scott Hall back to the company, so let's you can have a t-shirt. Let's move some of these shirts. We then get Gene with Sid Vicious. He mostly whispers. Mostly. Mostly. <laughs> There's a little yell in there. Then we go to one of our three kind of main events. How are we already here? We get Sting versus the Total Package with Elizabeth in a Lumberjack cast match. There is a lot to recap in this feud. Yes. This is a long-standing feud. We get a video Total Package. That was good. I'll give you that. Okay. That took me a second. (laughs) And in the promo, it's like, this is for the last time. No, it's not. Sure, Jan. (laughs) So, the Lumberjacks to start are Jimmy Hart, Kurt Hennig, Doug Dillinger, Brian Nobbs, Finley, and Vampiro. Like, not a ton of guys, admittedly. No, it's like, really it, not. it felt like there were a lot more. Wait, and... how many people that got their arms smashed? I thought it was going to be significantly more. Yeah. Didn't it happen to, like, LaParca? I thought so. Yeah. I busted out laughing 
when Brian Dobbs is coming out, slapping hands with the fans, only using with the, the cast. <laughs> like, br- brother. <laughs> brother, please. Ugh. Mike Tanay then, then notes that Lex Luger has been trying to recruit Lumberjacks. He gives this away f- 10 seconds before Lex starts his promo. Yeah, well. S- saying the same thing that Mark Madden said on, on Nitro. Yeah, well. So, Luger apologizes to the Lumberjacks, which I, I love what, like, a shitty backtracking heel. Like, what a little bitch Lex Luger is all the time. Like, it does kind of work. It's like, guys, you know, I went, got a little carried away. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> In a quote-unquote twist, he's like, oh, I have my Lumberjacks. What a twist! And they all, and they all come out wearing casts. And yeah. Mark Madden's like, I can't believe they voluntarily broke their arms. And Tony Schiavone's like, no, you, no, you fucking I don't think they bat. did. They just put on cast. You idiot. Also, during that promo, Lex Luger could not find the hard camera to save his life. Oh. No, when he was like doing his little pose thingy, I took that No, during as... the promo. During After... his pose, he was fine. After that, he just loses it. Oh, that's weird. But yeah, so the um, the new heel lumberjacks are Hugh Morris. Who sure. I haven't seen in a minute. <laughs> um, Harlem Heat. Which was, or I guess, all Harlem Heat 2000 besides Jay Biggs. Yeah. Was Stevie there? Yeah. It was. Okay. Cat- I, I saw the other two. Yeah. Well, how, how could you not? How could you miss them? And then the Harris Buddies. The Buddies. Who did not come out wearing their tag titles. Like, no. way to put over that you just yeah. won them. So, yeah. Like, Mark Madden did fully give away this little twist. Yeah, you know. It didn't end up being super important to the match, but. No, I mean, it's not the most unexpected thing. It sounds like something that Lex Luger would do, so it's like yeah, it, yeah, it just okay. made him seem less clever when they when two of the commentators managed managed to guess his master plan. I mean, are we really trying to sell Lex as clever though? He's the total package, Emily. Uh, like he literally says, "I'm one of the smartest around." So, but if you're saying that, you're not. Yeah, <laughs> I would have loved if see if you want to put over him being clever but dumb. They all come out with. They'll come out in, like, full body cast, so they can't move, oh, so it was entirely ineffective. That would be funny. Or, like, have have Jay Biggs come out in the full body cast. He already that has. That would be funny. I would like that. Or you or you have Lex come out, come out wearing the cast and be like, oh, I, I guess I'm one of the lumberjacks. I can't. I'm not in the match anymore. <laughs> Give me faff. Give me faff. I want that silliness. That's That's what I crave. I crave the silly. It just occurred to me that Elizabeth disappears for this match because she doesn't have a cast. They could have put a cast on her. No, but she disappears and comes back later. But I'm like, oh, it's probably because she didn't have a cast. Oh, oh, I remember because yes, she's the Yes, yeah. I see what you mean. I see what you're saying. I didn't think about it. No. <sighs> I know it's I know it's already a ripoff song, but I really wish Peacock had a proper Sting ripoff theme. Yeah. Because they're just giving him his, you know, brooding theme as opposed to his, as, as opposed to like a Metallica knockoff because... He ha- he's coming out to like like a knockoff of Seek and Destroy by, by Metallica. Mm, okay. I yeah, it just it, it's a different vibe. Yeah, it is a different vibe. Luger attacks Sting once he's in the ring and they start faster than I thought they would. They did. Yeah, they started with pretty good energy, honestly. Luger rolls out of the ring but on his side, so he's fine. The Lumberjacks don't attack him. Sting screams in Luger's face for some reason and we get some Luger sucks chance, but they aren't muted. No. He's allowed to suck on pay-per-view. He's allowed to suck. <laughs> or well, or are the like the production people that would mute the the crowd? Are they just like 
it's testing the it's water. Fine. Yeah, that they're they're I because I had the theory back a couple weeks ago of like they're afraid that the chants are going to come from other promotions, so they just mute everything. But now they're like, maybe you're chanting for us, and maybe it's <laughs> fine, and they're just you know letting stuff go. Luger gets thrown out of the ring to the other side, so gets stomped to all hell by the <laughs> faces. And they're like, geez, even Doug Dillinger was laying him in. Yeah, Doug was in it. Get fucking wrecked. Sting then gets thrown to the heel side and gets worked over. That's most of the match is just... It, yeah. And then... Oh my god. Is this my worst bit? This might be my worst bit. We get Tank Abbott coming out to the ring. <laughs> no, okay, no. So, <laughs> Tank Abbott, thank god he's here. Savior of the universe, Tank Abbott's here. Runs down to the ring pinpoints Doug Dillinger and is like fuck you in particular hits him once and then leaves yeah that's it the end why the fuck are you here so uh, I'll I'll jump ahead a little bit because he gets interviewed after the match and (laughs) yeah because Tank has been mildly feuding with Doug Dillinger I think it's one sided It, it is that's the that's the problem is that he just Doug Dillinger will break up something Tank is doing and Tank is taking offense to this and Tank, Tank Abbott's logic is, well, he was a lumberjack, so it's fair game. It's like, I I don't think that's how that works. He basically, in the interview, says, because I can. Yeah. And he's asked, like, why'd you do it? Because I could. Well, you know, I, if I'm in WCW, I fine him for for inserting himself in a match he's not allowed to be in. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> this was so unnecessary. Or maybe he was supposed to be there because they needed to get Tank Abbott on TV again? I don't, I don't know. know. Oh, so stupid. By the way, no Meng here, because they were kind of teasing that oh, yeah. feud. Lumberjacks then start brawling with each other and brawl to the back. I'm like, so what the fuck was the point of so the Lumberjacks? So what was the point? The Lumberjacks are infighting, so why are we here? Except Vampiro is still here. They, like, forgot to tell Vampiro that we were going back. What, no, he goes to the back and then comes back. No, he doesn't. I saw him brawling on the ramp. Oh, I didn't see him leave ringside. Yeah. To me, it looked like he was hiding behind one of the turnbuckles. No, Flair then comes out. The two brawl around ringside as there's a match, I guess. Yeah, the match is completely secondary now. Stinger splashed a flare in the ring. And then soon to Luger, but Liz hits Sting with a, with a baseball bat. Vampiro grabs the bat as Jimmy Hart runs back to threaten... With a vengeance. To threaten Liz with the yappa pie strap. This man is angry. <laughs> Luger signals for the torture rack and locks it in, but Vampiro hits Luger with the baseball bat. Sting hits a scorpion death drop and wins. What a disjointed match. On commentary, Mike, Mike Tanay coins the team the Brothers in Paint. Okay, see, I like that. This was a fucking mess. This was so disjointed. This had nothing to do with Lex and Sting. Ironically, there was not somebody on commentary for this, but this this felt like the messiest and most distracted match of all. But this really was so confusing and disjointed. And there was there were three, four stories happening all at once. I think there were three or four moves. We don't know. We didn't watch the match. Yeah. I was watching the Lumberjacks who were infighting with each other. And then there was Tank with Doug. And then Flair came down. And then Liz had the bat. And it was just like, what was the match? Yeah. <laughs> Sting won. <laughs> we, we didn't get that Tank Abbott interview I mentioned. And then... The limo's still here. Yeah. It's time for Jeff Jarrett versus Sid Vicious for the. They w- changed the schedule, yeah, brother! The oh my title. god, what do you mean? The limo door is opened. We can't hold on that though. Oh, did they actually show the limo door being open? Yeah, I didn't. I guess I looked down for a second to write because oh, I didn't see it. We either saw it being open or it was open. Okay. Jeff, that Jar- was going to be one of my notes of like we never actually see anybody get out of that limo. 
Jeff Jarrett and the ladies head to the ring as Sid is told. They change the format. You just have to go on five minutes before you were expecting. You know what it was? Michael Buffer wanted to leave early. Michael Buffer's like, this show sucks. Can I get the fuck out of here? But it's Michael Buffer time. Woo! During his introduction, he notes that Jeff Jarrett has won five world titles. Is that true? Um, I don't think that's true. Depends on how you want to define the world. Define the term world title. But I would say absolutely not. I don't think that's true. I love that, I love that this match is basically promised interference because of the limo. Right. It's like, don't pay attention to this match. Someone's going to interfere at the end. Yeah. Pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. Or only pay attention to the man behind the curtain, I guess. No, it's, look at that curtain. There might be a man there. (laughs) (laughs) All all you can do is wait and see. So, Jeff Jarrett has a mic. He's the chosen one, don't you know? I'm the chosen one. Some great... Why is he Canadian? (laughs) Some great hand motions from the ladies as Jarrett promises boobs if he wins. (laughs) What a heel? Girls are into it. Yeah. I mean, see, this like the the outfits on these girls, killer. I thought they were great. I want these outfits. They were kicking. I want them. Sid look great in them. Sid comes out, and as much as we do, I don't think we gush about how good this fucking belt is enough. Oh yeah, it is a good belt. It's so good. This this is big gold. Yeah. Yeah, I love big gold. It was just looking really. It was just looking really nice here. I want big gold, but like all the replicas are way too much money. Yeah. Quick start to this match. Sid avoids a vault over and, and hits a 10-punch spot. Jared stops a chokeslam with an eye rake, and then they brawl into the crowd. They love these crowd spots. Tonight. Yeah, no, no count. Tony notes the discrepancy, and honestly, I'll, I'm will i willing to accept it, because Mark Patton's like, referees, like, no, this match is too important to end by count out. I guess, yeah. But, but remember that. I'm glad that Tony said something, though. Yeah. Of like, are we not counting out or what? And then, like, oh, here's the Harris boys to interfere. Like, they not, distract the ref, but not really. They're not wearing casts anymore. <laughs> the casts are gone. They're healed. Amazing. Miracle. Jeff Jarrett also grabs a padded chair. <laughs> Why is it only the padded chairs around ringside? Because they're just easier to grab, I guess. They're closer. Jarrett hits a bunch of punches to Sid and then hits a jumping Glargay sleeper. <laughs> he always looks like a little, like, tree frog when he does the jumping <laughs> sleeper. It's like, meh. Three arm drops, but Sid, but Sid keeps his arm up on three. Starts to come back, including a big boot. One Harris brother distracts the ref, so, so Jeff can throw Sid into the title belt, held by the other Harris brother. But it's the one thing they didn't want oh, to happen, no. as Sid counters and Jarrett's thrown into the title belt. The distracting Harris brother has to break kayfabe to, te- to literally point to the ref to count the pin as, as Jarrett's being pinned. Oh, shit. It's like, my interference spot is over. Go count the pin. Go do your job. We had a chokeslam countered with a low blow that the ref just, no reason, peeks away for. (laughs) Oh, what's... Look, a nickel. (laughs) (laughs) Like, the Harris Brothers don't even, like, you know, be like, oh, over here. Be just like, what's that? Oh. Oh, a person. (sighs) Jared then back elbows the ref and then fully attacks him. Like, you know, really, like, why? Did... I mean, did we establish that this is an ODQ match? No, there are DQs. I, like the one, the first one is meant to be like, I'm really winding up for the punch, but yeah, but goes so like far lately. back, he's clearly going for an elbow, and then it fully attacks him. Guitar shot to Sid, and Jared calls for somebody to come out, and commentary has to play dumb and pretend that Slick Johnson has never been seen before. Who is that? And we didn't do this spot on the last several pay-per-views. Yes. Once again, Slick Johnson does not do a fast count. He and does the, gets in the and ring. does the, well he he gets half in the ring, yeah. 
He does the one, points the one finger. Two, points the two fingers. How are you such a bad heel ref? Seriously. Say true about Nick Patrick, but actually Nick Patrick doesn't know how to do fast count either. That's, yeah, a, well. that's a whole thing. And speaking of that, Hulk Hogan shows up to pull Why? Slate Johnson out of the ring. Why are you here? Hogan attacks Jarrett, including a big boot and leg drop, pulls Sid on top of, Jar- on top of Jarrett, so Sid wins. So Hogan has basically won the, the main, has won the title match for Sid. We then get Yay. Scott Steiner appearing. He must have been the guy in the limo, I guess. Hits Hogan with the guitar and... Steiner leaves as the Harris boys attack Hogan. Sid fights them off and everyone just kind of vanishes for the next match. <laughs> Let's talk so, about this match before we quickly move into the next yeah, one. Yeah, because there's like no time in between. I No, I have nothing to say. The Sid versus Jarrett stuff was fine. When it was Sid versus Jarrett. Yeah. Hogan inserting himself into this and being the conquering hero Stupid. doesn't do much for me. And I don't know what to make of Scott Steiner here. It It came with no fanfare. We, we knew that Scott was going to come back. This wasn't the way to do it. This was boring. This was the I most I mean, so much for that 90-day suspension. Yeah, it was not 90 days. No. Like. I don't think the NWO has been around for 90 days. And I guess he's in the NWO now? But the NWO is gone in like two weeks. I mean, he was in for the, the couple weeks before he With got suspended. Jared? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I know, yeah. Blinking, you so miss short-lived. Him. But, I mean, the NWO is about to evaporate again. So, like. What the fuck is the point? Uh, yeah, I, I mean, again, they don't know that the plan is to have it evaporate. But even, okay, so even if this was supposed to be the big return of Scott Steiner as the insurance policy, whatever, he didn't come down with any fanfare. He didn't get his moment of he like, came he's out back. after the bell. Yeah. Like, what insurance policy? He didn't even get a shot on the ramp of like, I'm Scott Steiner and I'm here. It's just like, oh, surprise. He's yeah. Right now. Yeah, no, poorly done. Very poorly done. Let's go to our main event with literally no fanfare because Flair just like jump scare appears in the ring. Like we cut to Sid chasing off the Harris, sorry, the Harris buddies. The Harris buddies. And Hulk is just like laid out in the ring because he got hit with the guitar. Flair's already in the ring. Flair's here now. No Michael Buffer. So I think we need to talk about what the fuck a Yapapai strap is before this gets started. Yeah, so this is the Yapapai strap match. So the way that this match was marketed for the last, what, month whenever hogan would do a promo whenever flair would do a promo whenever jimmy hart would show up to be like don't forget the apple pie strap match they were holding the weight belts each other's belts like hogan's iconic weight belt as if that is the apple pie strap as that that's what they're going to use as the apple pie strap that is what has been in everything for a month even like all right that you know that is not a apple pie strap but like it's the match style kind of sure. thing where you're still going to be using that. Like that, that has been the implication. That this is whole... the weapon of the match. But then we come out to do this match. It's just a, it's a regular strap match. Yeah. It's just a strap. Weight belts nowhere to be found. And even earlier in this show, when Jimmy Hart comes down to threaten Liz with the strap. Yeah. It's the belts. But instead, it's just a regular strap match. I was yeah. so confused. And Emily... Just out of curiosity, how does one win a strap match? You drag them to each corner of the turnbuckles and slap the turnbuckle, apparently. You sure about that? <laughs> no. You sure about that? <laughs> I guess not. Yeah, the strap is a very standard one. Kind of long, too. Yeah. So, <laughs> Emily's told me I have to, um, I have to limit, 
how many times I can bring this up. Three. But early on, Hogan rakes the eyes and chokes Flair with the strap. You know, like a heel. Hogan. Who's, who's the face in this match, Nick? Hulk Hogan. Thank you. Hogan whips Flair with a strap and commentary once again notes that you must touch all four corners to win. It's weird I keep bringing that up. Oh, weird. We also did Time to Blade. Yes, we did. We set the over-under at five minutes. I took the under. Flair straps and wraps the strap around Hogan's mouth. It's like, Jesus. Rough looking spot. Yeah, like a choke out spot. Hogan gets out, Hogan gets out with, with a low blow and then grabs his own strap. I'm not here for this split personality Hulk Hogan bullshit. No. I don't know how much you're catching it, but they're I'm like, not. is it going to be Hulk Hogan or is he going to turn into Hollywood? Well, they're trying to, they're trying to like insert dissension or like mystery into Hogan because he was NWO Hogan and NWO is still here, brother. It couldn't no, turn no, back anytime. That's not what it is. No, it's, it's them going, are we going to see like a, like a, like a edgier Hulk Hogan? And I'm like, face Hulk Hogan already wrestles like a heel. What's, what's Hollywood going to do? More eye rakes? Oh my God. Flair's chops just piss off Hogan. So with the chop spot in the corner, I swear to God, I heard Flair do three chops in a row and then stop and look at Hogan and say, oh God, I'm sorry, brother. Before like Hogan jumps at him or something. So maybe he hit him for real or like, why the fuck is Flair apologizing mid move? I don't know. Why did I hear that? The referee says no pins when Hogan gets on top of Flair. Remember that? It's not a pin. It's not a pin match. <laughs> I noted it here, but I know Emily had a running uh, tally mm-hmm. of uh, Ho- a Flair begs off, but Hogan hits a 10 punch spot and then bites Flair's head, followed by a nine count. With the, with the head biting, even Mark Madden is noting how dirty Hulk Hogan wrestles. <laughs> and I'm like, when the heel commentator is noting it, like, say what you about Bobby Heenan. Bobby Heenan was like, all right, I hate Hulk Hogan. But right. Mark Madden is, you know, a little more in between. It's like, wow, he's wrestling like a heel. Kind of weird. Yeah, that's true. That is true. <laughs> the, the fact the commentary is pointing it out, I feel a little more justified. But You are justified. Like, you're right. But you've just been, you, now, you've been barking up this tree for so fucking long i think it's time to just make peace and move on and with his head biting rick flair starts bleeding the actual retail time is six minutes and 11 seconds so emily you are today's loser on time to blade flair begs off again and is thrown off the rope emily how many times does it happen do you want me to tell you the full answer yes six (laughs) he begs off Six times in one match. Hogan gives Jimmy Hart, you know, part of the strap to whack Flair. Jimmy Hart goes to fucking town. Jimmy Hart is in feral mode. This man is angry. He is seeking vengeance. He's he's seeing Tony Atlas here. Oh, my God. They brought up, they brought up the ramp and Hogan is on top of Flair. Lex Luger just comes out, just bonks Hogan with a chair and, and then leaves. Why were you here? <laughs> You just, were you beneficial uh, also, to any of this? Lex Luger's elbows are are bent out and don't move at all. It's just bonk. It's like, it's the most like he just moves gentle. his like he just bends at the waist to hit the shot. Honestly, though, they brawl around ringside. Flair hits a low blow on Hogan. You thought he's gonna beg off again? Like nope, low blow. I was ready for it. He then like takes the strap off for a second to go run at Jimmy Hart and then comes back and puts it back on. 
Yeah, he kind of like does it in a way of like, oop, I got out of the strap. I'm going to run away now. Like, that's how yeah. I saw it. But he's just back and he puts it right back on. They get in the ring. Jimmy Hart gets in the ring. You know, Hogan has his manager come interfere. I didn't say the word, so that doesn't count. Mm, Yes, it does. Flair then attacks Hart and works over Hogan's leg. Flair touches the three corners and is dragging Hogan, which like the first time someone's actually tried to win the match. But Hogan stops Flair from touching the fourth by hugging the bottom rope full road dog style. They notice, like, all right, if, if Flair's, like, momentum is stopped, he has to restart. It's always been vague in strap matches, like, what constitutes you have to restart. Yeah. Because there's a couple where, like, all right, they drag the person around, the person secretly taps it behind them, and it's like, so are each of you at three, or is just right. one of you now at one? Hogan gets up, and they're like, oh, well, that breaks the, the thing. Yeah. It, like, what? I don't know. And Hogan gets up because because Flair has secret, like, brass knuckle, like, taped kind of thing. Yeah, they looked very weird. It's no DQ. Why are you hiding it? Right. You can have a weapon. It's okay. So now Flair has touched the, the, the corners again because Hogan got up. Right. But they distracted the ref for that spot, so the ref wouldn't have seen I don't that know, Hogan man. got up. Dude, I don't know. Except... He doesn't try to go touch the corners again. He goes for the pin. It's not a pin match. Except the ref counts the pin, but this is also Hogan can do the whole cup spot to no reaction. Oh man, like you can sit, oh, yeah, see people there, cared. arms folded, like what nope, the fuck are we watching? I'm not here for this. Which is like wild for a Hogan flare match for everybody to be like not into it. Hogan Hogan hits the big boot, touches three corners. Lex Luger runs in, big boot to interfering Lex Luger, hits a leg drop on Ric Flair, pins Ric Flair, realizes, oh, bell rings there, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Realizes, wait, I've touched the fourth corner. Touched the fourth corner. So he double wins. I double win, brother. Actually, I triple win because I basically won the title match, too, so. Sure. I, you know. Fuck you, Terry. <laughs> <laughs> while Hogan's celebrating one guy throws his drink in the ring yeah good there should want, have been more I want to give that man honorable mention for MVP <laughs> I don't have an MVP so yeah go for it man Hogan hot dogs to go off the air hot, do- hot dogs and uh, tell me you have creative control without telling me you have creative control seriously Ugh, what, what? this sucked when the match loses the plot in terms of stipulation, it kind of like ceases to be able to be a good match. Yes. But Hogan running wild like it's 1984 when it's actually 2000. Ugh. Fuck me. Bring Russo back. I, I'm there. I'm with you. <laughs> yeah. I, I know that we're going to regret that sentence, well, but look, I'm with you. Say what you will. And it's one of the, it's the one plus everyone kind of gives him the benefit of the doubt on. He believes in developing talent. Okay. He's not Team Hogan here. It's not Good. somebody who's just like, yeah, let Hogan do whatever he wants. Good. I'm ready for Russo. Yeah. Well, I we only got back. two nitros. I'm <laughs> over it. I'm done with this bullshit. I need I need something new. Overall, this is a pretty mediocre show. At best. I thought most of the main event matches kind of sucked, and most of the undercard was pretty forgettable. I mean, it's yes. not all-time worst bad, but oh, it's no, not no, a no. good it's show. Not, it's not all-time worst, that's for sure. It's forgettable, and I will never revisit any of these matches or even remember that this show happened in a week. Yeah, it's it, it's one of those where it's not so bad, it's good. It's, it's just not. It's just boring. It's just, yeah, mediocre. It's boring. 
Uncensored is usually one of the worst shows of the year, and I don't know if that has lived up to it. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's not one of the best. You don't know that. <laughs> There's only been a couple shows this year, and they've all been pretty bad. I guess that's true. Incredibly mid card. If 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 it if anything else comes up and it's worse than this, this will this will stay pretty hard in the mid card tier of pay per views this year. Yeah. But with all that, let's go to best bit, worst bit, and MVP. Emily, what do you have for your best bit? (laughs) I actually gave it to the Booker and Billy versus Harlem Heat match. Oh, okay. I really liked Booker and Billy as a team. I think they did really well, so I gave it to them. I'm slightly surprised, but that's not a bad answer. Yeah, I mean, my other option was a three-count match, which I'm pretty sure you gave yours to. Yep, I'm going with Brian Nobbs versus three-count. Yeah, which is also a really good match. Yeah. The, the two things to kind of hang your hat on. I'm like, okay, that's that's fine. Yeah, they were they were the the one glimmer of like, oh, maybe we have something here. Yeah, to me, the three count match was more fun, but the Booker match was probably a better match. Okay. Emily, uh, what is your worst bit? I think I, so I'm I'm torn between the Tank Abbott, why the fuck are you here spot and the Chicken Man. Okay, I I didn't have either of these. Oh, the Tank Abbott was just egregious because I'm sick of seeing him, and this was such a like stick him in the show somehow way that was just like why this is du- this is stupid this did nothing this was bad and the chicken man was like tell me you don't give a shit about either of these wrestlers without saying it out loud you gotta pick one chicken man okay I'm giving mine to the vampiro promo oh I didn't think that was the worst oh my Emily I, that's like push killing levels of bad for you oh, for I a like, promo I thought it was you just funny. told everybody yeah I can't cut a promo I'm never gonna be a main eventer nobody can cut a fucking promo that doesn't put Excuse him dead me. in the water. Excuse me, Sid Vicious? You got one. Nobody can cut a fucking Jeff promo. Jeff Jarrett can cut a promo. It's just a boy. It's not, he, doesn't, he doesn't look lost out there. That doesn't put Vampiro dead in the water for push. I think that just puts him with everyone else, which isn't a good thing, but he's not worse than anyone else. All right, and Emily... I'm going to need you to go first for MVP. I'll give mine to Crowbar for taking a hell of a bump. <sighs> He, look, he took the bump safely. He t- took it well, and you know he he's sympathetic. So, damn, that's a good one. Yeah, I'm gonna give mine to Booker T. Okay. Yeah, I mean he was he was the best wrestler on the show. I also, like, you know, a little bit of honor mention to Brian Nobbs. Brian Nobbs, yeah. yeah. Final I mean, appearance. it's the last time we'd ever be able to give it to him. It's not going to Finley. Yeah. No, that, that was also honorable mention for worst bit was that woof. match. Woof woof woof! What a fucking show. Yeah. Happy to be past that. Me too. That said, the build to the next pay-per-view is going to be a little weird because next up we have regular ass Nitro. After that, we have we have Spring Breakout Nitro. Then they have a clip show Nitro. Then they have Reboot Nitro. And then they have Spring Stampede. Woof. So they reset everything and they're like, cool, pay-per-view this Sunday. Cool. Great. There we go. And we're on the way to episode 100. We're episode 90, so. Episode 90. Next 10 episodes. Probably around episode 95 or so. I'm going to be putting up a poll for you to vote on what is going to be episode 100. I have a few ideas in mind to what to include in the poll, but if you have any ideas, tweet at us. And um, if they're not something already on the schedule, I might include them in the poll. I don't want to say what I currently have. That's fair. Don't, because don't say it. Because everything I'm also doing is eligible for us to pick. So I'm going to have us pick before we put the poll up. Okay. That way we're not double dipping. But you can find those polls eventually 
on our social media at Butts in the Pod on Instagram, X, and Threads. Twitter, stop this. And the Butts and Seeds podcast on Facebook. Listen to all of our back catalog on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, everywhere podcasts are kind of found. If you like what you hear and you wanted to give us a little bit of more support, you can go follow us on Patreon. We're just Butts in the Seeds over on Patreon. Um, we do have an episode coming up. Like Nick said earlier, we're going to watch WrestleMania 13 because it's the Legion of Doom versus the Nation of Domination. So it's like a civil war. And <laughs> and Ahmed Johnson is teaming with the Legion of Doom. So, oh my God. So it's the Legion of Doom. And Big T. And it's the Nation of Domination. But this all is taking place in the Dungeon of Doom with the crow on top of the barn Inside the ranch. Uh, Basically, they, they have turned up the Harlem heat in the dungeon. Jesus Christ. We're just going to really... Um, we're really, going to get to the bottom of this. We're, we're really going to map out this geography. Plus, like half the people on this show are WCW contracted wrestlers now. It's going to be great. It's main evented by Sid and co-main evented by Bret Hart. And I'm like, oh. It's going to be great. <laughs> can't wait. But until we're on the way to getting rebooted, I'm Nick. I'm Emily. And thanks for listening to the Bust the Seeds podcast. Bye.